0: To start, press any key. Where's the any key? I see Esk, Katarl, and Pig Up.
1: There doesn't seem to be any any key!
2: This doomed expedition story will chill you to the very marrow of your bones. And then that marrow will get eaten.
3: I'm Torrin Atkinson.
4: He didn't just lose that diving competition, he lost his mind. I'm Joe Foldrum.
3: When you go on a safari with shady friends, it's literally a minefield out there. I'm Adam Bateman.
1: Bags of beaver butts are bunged into boxes and bound for Brampton. I'm Kevin Leeson, and this is Caustic Soda. Another episode of Caustic Soda Special Blend with uh Adam Pateyman.
3: Hey, what's up? I am uh-huh. Pate-Man. That's me. It's it's Pate, of course, but we you know that. Oh, like Sillies. Uh- like uh, like a person's head. The top of your head is your yeah, pate, right? right? Yeah. It's yeah. funny because like, everybody in my family, we do have huge heads. It's a very oh. large oh. circumference head. I wonder if that's where the name that's that's came, where from. came from. That's where it right. came from.
1: Probably. Yeah. Probably because no. that's how names worked way back when. Yeah, they just
2: yep. called him right. Big
4: Head, and then mm-hmm. they called him Pate, and then they called him Patman. Yep. Yeah.
2: I can tell you that Adam comes from the Hebrew meaning uh, from the ground, the one formed from the ground. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. And that Pate me is uh, the top of the head is of mm-hmm. unknown origin, perhaps from Latin "patina," meaning pan or dish. So, oh. maybe, so you, so your dishman, because you could cut off you, their
4: head and make it a, make a pan out of
2: it. <laughs> maybe <laughs> Just cook things part. in his hollowed-out skull. Ground dishman. Oh, that's, okay. that's your name. Yeah, clay uh-huh. dishman.
3: Oh, is that called clay, clay, dish. <laughs> clay dish. Clay dish. Clay yep. dish. Oh, that should be my son's name. This my mm-hmm. son, Claydish. There you go. <laughs> that sounds like a current <laughs> 2015 kid name. Yeah. What? So Adam. What are your bona fides?
1: My... My what? Your bona fides? Why? Uh, why <laughs> are you? Have you been
3: invited on the show? What do you bring to the table? Oh, that's for you to decide after this interview. This ah, is right. an okay. interview, right? This is an interview. Okay, good. <laughs> yep. This, after this, you may or may not get a job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to know what I did today? What Do you want to know what I did with my life? We'd probably go a little further back than today. Okay. You know, born on a Friday of <laughs> May eighteenth, nineteen eighty four. Maybe um, a little bit, a little bit in the oh near further. Past. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh I am a comedian and oh. writer and. Uh, occasional voice actor, not uh-huh. as um, electric acted- as this Torin gentleman over here. But. Oh, I do, have- I do not get a lot of work. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> to make no mistake. He has lots of voices, just no one pays, pays <laughs> so for yeah, any of them. I do most of them on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Me like too. Them. I do mine. Uh, any any voices we may have heard? The only thing I really actually did was this show Tenkai Nights, which was like, I think it was just on done online. Yep. Um And it was like, I think it was to sell twice. <laughs> it was, uh, right. Sure. Yeah. Well, isn't that what everything? Everything that's animated? Yeah. Yeah, I guess to it was, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I so I was mean, super I legit. watched
1: G.I. Joe back in the day, and I had a lot of G.I. Joe toys. It's probably no mystery. Adam, do you have a phobia? Do you have any
3: phobias we should know about? I do. I was actually reading this little document that you had. Growing up, I had like a, um, just more of a discomfort Sure. Okay, xenophobia right. with whales. I don't like whales. I do not like their You're... size. They're very intimidating in size. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. You I don't do like not... anyone who's bigger than you. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Um, which doesn't happen often. Because, yeah. Hey, that's that's what cheese was made for. <laughs> like, I don't like the barnacles on their heads. It looks creepy. Right. Um, oh, for the humpies. Yeah. The humpies. What are, are your favorite?
2: What's your favorite animal? Oh man, dog.
3: How did you know I was going to just say dog? So if
2: you saw a dog with barnacles on its face, you would. would, you be would also be creeped out.
3: I'd be super creeped out, and I'd also be like, uh, "That like, dog spent too much time in the yeah, water." Yeah, you've been staying very still in the water, so you're here in the water. Dog, sea dog, yeah. crazy.
1: So now your your uh, your discomfort with whales is that only exhibit itself when you're actually in the ocean and you're thinking to yourself, "Oh, there could be a whale underneath me right now,"
3: you know, or is it at all times? And you walking uh, down
1: the street, looking behind your back for a so whale, checking for a whale creeping up
2: on you. Whale check. One o'clock whale check. And That's right.
3: I've kind of, I've gotten better. And it also was just like a disinterest in whales too. Like right. when free, when I was a kid, Free Willy was all it was like the oh, huge yeah. thing. That's like big, no one would shut up about it. And yeah. I was like, I don't care. I don't like the aesthetic of whales. And everyone's going whale crazy. <laughs> and uh, uh, I just didn't care mostly. You but bucked
1: you bucked the whale crazy <laughs>
3: trend. Yeah, <laughs> I got it. Like orcas, I'm like, yeah, I get it. They're 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 they not ki- as gross looking. Well, they have
1: killer in the name too. I, mean, I know. That's pretty cool.
4: You're, you're not afraid of
3: whales. You're afraid of fads.
4: Oh, maybe that's I'm it. Fad- that fad- really is yeah. it. Yeah. You guys like
3: whales. I hate them. You're mm. a contrarian. Yes, yeah. That's, that's that was exactly like the least. original hipster. You're like
2: yeah. Mary Mary. Who she, she was quite contrary. Oh, uh, she was. Yeah. 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 yeah
3: she's against it all
2: odds.
4: Does mm-hmm. your garden grow well, though? Do you have a garden?
3: Uh-huh. Other phobia uh, is um, when people will just walk really close behind me. Like, oh. I really, really right. don't like it. it right. me out.
1: If you're on a crowded street, like if you're on New York at, at lunchtime in Times Square where it gets all jammed up, like lots of people back to back, the fact that anybody is, like, close proximity behind you, is, would that bother you under that situation? Or only if there's, like, if there's only two people on the sidewalk and somebody's walking, like, right on your heels? That's the one. That's if the if one. it's
3: busy and there's people right behind me, that's fine because that, that comes with the territory. Right. But if I'm, like, the only other person on the street and somebody's right behind me and they're, like, clunk, clunk, clunk And especially when they're, they're steps early, kind of, like – Clockity? Well, hey, Clickity, clockity?
1: When, yeah. when, when you're that close, you kind of have to be in, in step with you, right? Like, you know, if you're so close that... That's could be a very short person prevent. that's going like...
3: Oh, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Or if true. someone decides that, like, oh, I need to run for that bus that I can't see, and I hear, right. like, coming up right. behind me, I'm like, okay, yeah. oh, <laughs> wow. I'm like, brace myself, oh, that, my that's... life is about to end. We so... have,
1: we've we've really widened our horizons with the uh, fast approaching feet. Have you ever thought about just attaching rearview mirrors to your shoulders uh, so that you can, you
2: know. Way ahead of you.
3: Really? really? That's why
1: you wear the bike
2: helmet at all times.
3: Yeah. I actually think I did have that as, like, a baseball visor, like, a uh, mirror thing. It was like a clip that you okay, can put on yeah. your like baseball cap. <laughs> yeah. Um I, don't, I like I use it, like, once, and then I'm like, oh, I could just turn my head and look
1: and see. <laughs> but you but, actually did do that.
3: In- I think I got it as, like, a stocking stuffer. This is before the phobia kicked in. Right. right? Okay.
1: So. so
2: do you have a strategy for dealing with uh, when someone's walking too close? to you just stop and let I, them I, bump I, into you?
3: No, I, I, I turn and, like, s- like fiercely look people in the eye sometimes. Yeah. And I like, often see, it, I'm like, oh, it's just a little sweet old lady. <laughs> and I'm like, like, hey, oh, sorry, you're just on your way from A to B.
2: um <laughs> what's your worst injury?
3: When I was, uh... I love this story. Um, when oh, I, was I was like, I, I, I can't wait to love it too. <laughs> this is awesome. All right, there's a lot of p- parts to this. Okay, so oh, well, right. let's
1: let's unpack it. Let's right, do here it. Here we go. Let's do this thing. Part one.
3: Uh, when I was 17, mm-hmm. I was um, I had a girlfriend who was very like very short, and she had this okay. like f- fuzzy jacket. Like how short? Six inches? Seven she was a, inches? She was a very diminutive human being. <laughs> uh, uh, Twelve inches. She was yeah she was Thumbelina yeah okay uh, but uh, yeah so she had this like little like fur coat and I had for some reason no coat and I wanted to go to I like I didn't I I, didn't, I went to her house without a jacket yeah. I guess what time and of year was this February time Oh, it was really was in February yeah uh, and it was really rainy by the time I was like leaving the, her house I was also staying over at the house this doesn't matter um, yeah, right. but I was trying to get to. The swimming pool. This is in Victoria. That. I was I was leaving her house on her mom's bike yeah. and with with her fuzzy <laughs> jacket on. Okay. okay, So I was like, oh, I need a jacket because I need to go to the swimming pool badly. <laughs> this is this is a. T- I love swimming pools. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. Not, uh, you, but you, only when there's no whales. You only, love yes, swimming Yes, only pools. whale-free pools.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you love swimming pools almost as much as you hate people walking up behind you.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. And th- this actually might be. Somewhat related um, to the to the walking phobia, but we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, but uh... I'm hoping we're going to get into it. <laughs> So in order to get to the swimming pool I had to like uh cut through uh make this little shortcut through this like uh tennis court coming out of the tennis court was like a bunch of like thugs being like Ew. Th- Th- oh Victorian oh, thugs, thugs. Yeah. Oh, yeah and i was wait, just wait, like-, like
1: Did you say Victorian thugs? Yeah. <laughs> no 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 there were thugs in the city of Victoria yeah. Victorian thugs is something Why, else entirely Yeah it's like uh, please so more i have some more let us push over a
3: post <laughs> box um <laughs> And I knew that I was dressed so ridiculously. (laughs) Wearing your tiny... Fur jacket. That fur jacket that went up to my elbows. You were a thug target. A total thug target. So I didn't want them to... Was uh, it one
2: of those super tall bikes? The big... What do they call those? Not penny farthings. Do they call that's them penny, penny farthings? farthings? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like some a Burning
3: pin. Man weird like monster <laughs> yes. bike. Yeah. No. With a giant front tire and no, super it tiny like a, rear but tire. it was a total mom bike. Yeah. So I was all I was also on like a were lane there bike.
2: streamers coming from the back of it?
3: Um, there was just those little plastic clinkety clinks. No, there weren't. But yeah. uh, it was just I had um, a basket
2: on the front. But regardless, you looked ridiculous.
3: I looked ridiculous And so I was trying to avoid these guys. So I was like, "All right, I'm not going to cut through this tennis court while they're in there because they'll right. be like in his <laughs> jacket." So I <laughs> was like, all,
1: "That's that's the way the thugs talk yeah. in,
3: uh, in to uh, weird, like staccato. Hey, how are you? I was just like riding around in circles in like the field, like you know, trying to be a moving target that they couldn't see. And it was like dusk, so I was just kind of like hiding the shadows and oh, stuff. You, what color was the coat? Uh, it was like bright orange. Okay, good for hiding. <laughs> yes. good for hiding. It was real good like early two thousands. It was like a ravers jacket. Yeah, okay. It was like bright Got orange
4: it. and furry. Yep. So like you look like a muppet.
3: Totally, okay. and yeah. it went Got really it. well with this voice. Yeah. Um, so when they finally left the the tennis court, I was like, "All right, I'm going to book it through this tennis court as fast as I can." Well, well, you're like, you're like, w- you're
2: you're looking at the tennis uh, hold, court. Yeah. There's thugs in it. You're like hiding behind a bush with your neon <laughs> yeah, yeah. orange jacket
1: peeping over. Okay, well, for hold leave. on a second. This tennis court was supposed to be a shortcut. It sounds <laughs> like you've been hiding for <laughs> minutes upon minutes. I didn't want
3: to go down like Shelburne Avenue, and sure, then, nobody you know. wants to go down Shelburne.
1: Actually, at this point now wouldn't the shortcut have been to go around totally because you wouldn't have been hiding from thugs.
3: Yeah. I was trying to like be hidden from the world so it's like oh, oh, I'll okay. cut through all these non street areas right. and like so, alleyways because I'm dressed like an idiot.
1: So the only thing worse than the thugs was the public derision. You yeah, I guess you're right. That's yeah. a
3: whole other layer to this. <laughs>
1: or or so he thought. Yeah, or so he thought at the time.
3: Yeah. All right. I uh, was just trying to get in your mind mind so, space. That's uh so I'm, I'm, avoiding these thugs, I've gone su- I'm I'm now into the I'm now in the tennis court on the bike and I'm going yep. super, super, super crazy fast. I'm like just like pedal 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 and I've gone like it gone up to like fifty K. Whoa. What? Which is I don't know. I don't know how fast do bikes go. It was just like they normal fast. They go that fast, but that's really fast. I don't know. I was, I was 17 and spry. Yeah, so okay. Good uh, So I was just going really fast to this tennis court, and at the end of the tennis court was like, you know, the doorway, which is just like where the two fences kind of... And yeah, and I was like, all right, I, I got to aim for the exact middle there because oh, if I if no. I have a, a like a handlebar oh, no. that hits either side of the door, um, I'm, it's gonna I'm just gonna go flying. Mm-hmm. So right. I was like, okay, I, so I was like hyper focused to go very center, sure. center, center, and I was like feeling good, and I was like, you know, like standing on, on the, the pedals. Yeah,
2: did it do one of those? What do they call them? The focal poles.
3: Oh yeah, you... yeah. Oh Hitchcock effect. Yeah, yeah. The uh, <laughs> the old
1: uh, the old uh, Spielberg from Jaws.
3: Uh, the next thing I knew, I was just on the ground covered in uh, liquid, and I knew it was raining, but I didn't feel like it was raining that much. Oh. And then I, like, touched my head, and I'm like, oh, and then my hand was black for whatever reason. I was like, oh, oh it's Because you're from blood. X-Files. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's right. yes, yeah. That's right. But yeah, because no, it was dark, and I, blood looks like just dark you know, liquid. Mm. Have you ever h- had, like, a head wound, and, like, every time your heart beats, like, it kind of, like, squirts? Oh, oh nice. no, It was like a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> that's a good
1: one. was <laughs> <But laughs> a sweet head injury. Yeah, and I had no... So, I'm guessing... That you you did not borrow a helmet from your girlfriend's mother. No, I did not. No, I got mm. it. Got it. You were yeah. too not because it was even because the only one they, they had was Are the you, giant, the one with all the blinkers on. Yeah, it that's and right. And you were too cool for the helmet. Yeah, not too cool for the orange ravers jacket.
3: I don't like. I made a lot of poor decisions that night, and then <laughs> but because it was such like low light, and it was like dusky. Right. I, I didn't realize that there was like a third fence.
1: Like a post or whatever that
3: was actually in front of these two other fences. So what these thugs probably saw was some guy go see you later, suckers. <laughs> and then I went like zooming through this tennis court and rode directly into... to the center of this other fence. <laughs> and uh, which I had to, it was invisible. Oh,
1: so it was one of those ones where you had to kind of go. You had to go around
2: right. it. You had yeah. to like
1: thread the needle.
2: Yeah, because right. when you're playing tennis. Right. Yeah, you need that
1: extra fence there so the tennis ball
2: well, doesn't don't just, just fly out. Fly out. The one,
3: yeah, yeah, right. This is like third safety ball. So you you needed
1: thing. to get off the bike and walk it through the thread the needle yeah. situation.
3: Yeah, but I had no, Got I it. did not see that because <laughs> of, it was dusk. And uh, so I guess my head hit the very top of the fe- fence, that third fence, and you have the little, you know, uh, the, chain link fence yeah. kind of like oh. interlocking
1: all, metal-y parts. Yeah, the, yeah. like
3: the like, kind of the one part of that fence that's sharp. Uh, I had to get seventeen stitches like above Ooh. my hairline. Wow. I, they,
1: uh, I think they call that
4: a
3: laceration.
4: Now, did these thugs go from oh, whatever to? Oh my God, are you okay? Yes, they did. They, oh, they wow, saved fantastic. the day. <laughs> they
3: helped me up. They're like, "Are you okay, dog?" <laughs> the guy said, "Are you okay, dog?" And then they walked me back to my girlfriend's house. And uh uh yeah and I her bike was destroyed. I like um oh, totally bent bike. up the front tire. And uh But yeah these guys were so nice and I was like oh I judged you so wrongly <laughs>
1: and That's the that's the lesson learned from this yeah. is uh do not judge a thug by its cover. Yeah. How was the jacket? Oh it was covered in blood. Yeah. Covered in blood. Yeah. It's like a maroon now. Even better for raving.
3: Ah uh, blood rave.
1: Yeah. Uh, beginning of, Are we gonna talk about blade now? We're we gonna talk about the first like ten minutes of blade? I love that part of Blade. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, that is a blood rave. Yeah. What, again? <laughs>
1: no, yeah.
2: you yeah. love it? That movie should have been called Blade Blood Rave. Oh, yeah. Well, let's get into some follow-ups then uh-huh. from yeah. our previous episodes. Got it. Uh, starting with season three sports injuries, uh, I've got some listener mail from Amy. Mm-hmm. I'm reminded of the platform diving accident that happened in Edmonton where one of the diving competitors fractured his skull when he hit the platform. Mm-hmm. Brains everywhere. Apparently, he kept coming too close to the platform during practice, and some of the other coaches and trainers did not want him to compete, but he did. Right. So this is Sergo Chalibashvili, a Georgian competitor, uh, uh, competitive diver from Mm -hmm. the Soviet Union. Chalabishvili died at the age of 21 following an accident during competition at the 1983 World University Games in Edmonton, Alberta, when he hit his head on the platform while attempting a reverse three-and-a-half somersault in the tuck position. He fell into a week-long coma and subsequently died of heart failure, never having regained consciousness. The total score obtained for the jump was 0.0. Oh, insult to injury. Oh,
3: man.
1: You know what? Led
2: by the Russian judge. Well-known diver Greg Lugenis uh, was a participant in the competition and witnessed the incident. He remembered what happened as follows. I knew something terrible had happened when I felt the tower shake. I heard screaming. Ooh. I ran to the edge of the platform and saw a lot of blood in the pool. I wanted to jump in after him, but people were yelling, don't touch him, don't touch him. I could not watch anymore. How would, yeah. like, how would you like
1: to be the next diver to go in the pool? Oh,
2: yeah. Right? They pull the that guy pool. out and then you're That's like, chlorine. you
3: know. Do they keep uh, going? They're like, all right, we still got some more dives to vote uh, on. Uh, <laughs> eventually, even eventually, you have to go,
1: right? There's going to be somebody that pool doesn't get decommissioned, and then they drain <laughs> it, like <laughs> yeah. fill it full of cement, right? Like somebody else has to dive in there. Oh, I see. And he's like, and who get who gets the job of skimming the brains out of the pool, right? You know, who does that? <laughs> and no if they go. don't do a good job, yeah. and you dive in, and you see like a little brain float past you, That's it's gonna make it. It's gonna make it hard for you to like tuck and get that zero splash moment.
2: A few years later, a similar dive killed Nathan Mead. An Australian athlete in training, Greg Luginness, earned a gold medal with the same dive at the 1988 Summer
1: Olympics. Right, but Greg Luginness also, like, lacerated his skull on a diving board. Not Mm. on the platform, but on the board. Mm. So there's a little more give in the board than, uh, than on the platform.
4: Don't worry, this has got some give to it. Nope, not pass.
1: Who here enjoys sports? Uh, in what it's sport in what capacity? <laughs> you know, He's looking
3: at all four of us. Yeah, <laughs> you got to uh, you got to get a little because more you assist, are wrong. Like, yeah. You are wrong to enjoy sports. Uh,
1: no, no, no. Listen, there's some sports that have vert that have you know relative merits, mm-hmm. and some sports that have relative
3: demerits. I played baseball when I was a kid. Did
1: you ever get injured?
3: I did because I was being a wuss. You were being—that's why you got injured. <laughs> yeah, this they what stop happened. being a wuss,
2: and then they hit you.
3: Oh, that—that that counts as a sports injury. I remember those beatings, random I, beatings from coaching staff. Someone threw the ball to me, and it was coming at me, and I didn't have enough time to catch it, so I turned my back. And, and it oh, hit me in the kidneys. Oh, and gosh. then and and then all the parents were like, "Ooh," but I was like, "That was all the moms and all the dads are like, mm, little loser.'" And then, and then when I finally got up to bat, like I like I brushed it off. It was like, oh, "I'm fine," because like it didn't hurt. It was like a little bit bruisy, but it wasn't right. terrible. And then right. when I went up to bat, everyone was like, "Yay, you did it! Wow, oh, we're so brave!" I'm like, "No, I'm still a loser. <laughs> do not worry." <laughs>
4: I can remember a sports injury that was basically the reason I don't play sports very much. Okay. It was very early on. My dad really wanted me to be a jock when I was younger. I turned Mm -hmm. out to be a nerd. I'm sorry, Dad. And I totally remember I was probably six or seven years old, you know, barely being able to use my hands to catch things. And he decided he would teach me how how to throw the football around. Right. Brings me out to the front yard, throws the football at me and says, "Catch!" And it spirals right at my face. And you know, you're kids, you put your hands up to catch, and it goes right through the hands yep. and smacks me right in the nose. Marsha, Marsha,
2: Marsha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And blood goes everywhere. <laughs> right.
4: And I'm sure that was the day my dad went.
2: Okay, so you're not gonna. I have the no son. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. Well, at <laughs> least now, now I know what one. explains
2: the face. I have yeah. a follow up for our smell
1: episode. Oh, okay. I can't smell it. What did you bring in the room? Yeah, I farted. That's my follow-up. Oh, got a long fall.
2: September 2015. Police departments in the United States are reported to have bought a foul-smelling liquid developed in Israel to repel protesters. Okay. Palestinians who have been sprayed describe it as worse than raw sewage and like a mixture of excrement noxious gas, and a decomposing donkey.
3: That's very specific. Yeah, that is. Yeah. That is
1: very specific.
3: Is it like I, a all? No, it's definitely a donkey. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I
1: right. don't... I, I cannot say for sure that I know what a decomposing donkey smells like. I think if I smelled decomposing donkey, I might go... That smells like a decomposing horse. Maybe you
2: need to move to Israel.
1: Oh, then get get, get my donkey on. Yeah, I
3: yeah. just don't like that there are dead donkeys out there because they're Ooh. hilarious looking. Yeah. But when they're
2: dead, sometimes, it's probably really upsetting. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> okay. they decompose. Right. <laughs> Invented by Israeli firm OdorTech. Oh, wow. OdorTech. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Skunk water was first used by the Israeli military, agent, uh, military against demonstrators in the occupied West Bank in 2008. Since then, armored vehicles equipped with water cannons spraying jets of the stinky liquid have become a regular sight. Water cannons with jets of this stuff? Yeah. It seems like overkill. Although it may induce a gagging reflex, the company says skunk is made from 100% food-grade ingredients and is 100% eco-friendly, harmless to both nature and people. Not harmless to your
1: nasal cavities. Yeah.
3: I have something to say on how it's food-grade. Yeah. Oh. They use it to make gum. Beaver what? caster, which is this is the stink gland of a beaver, oh. that is used to make strawberry flavored bubblegum. gum. And is that I, true? That is a true thing. Beaver caster. How do
1: you know this?
3: I work on a show uh, uh-huh. called Klondike Trappers. Right, uh-huh. it's on History Channel. Yeah, uh-huh. um, and uh, it's about people you know trapping animals. No, in they th- who trap Klondikes? Yukon. Who trap Klondike's? Klondikes? Yeah, yeah, and it, they just <laughs> capture land above the sixty parallel. No, like, it's it's lesbians who all look alike. Clone dice. Hey, whoa! you're going to get a letter from that one. Uh, We got a lot of letters. So I was going through this footage, and they they had this, like, bag of beaver buttholes. (laughs) And someone, like, one of the trappers was like, you know, they use this to make gum. What? This (laughs) sounds like the best
1: insult ever. It's like, I don't give a bag of beaver buttholes.
3: Yeah, right? <laughs> which you is know? actually worth quite a lot. Yeah. So it's like well, uh, you, can, you gotta use a different butthole. Like Beaver <laughs> Butthole's actually quite worth. Yeah. It. Uh, okay. All right, so, no. No. So it's like pff,
1: I I give as much care as a bag of Beaver Buttholes. Right. That's a lot. That guy cares. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah that guy absolutely. cares a ton. You smell like a bag of Beaver Buttholes.
2: <laughs> the secret um, recipe for skunk water yeah. includes yeast, baking powder, and water, mm-hmm. which sounds innocent enough, but the scent can linger on skin and in the environment for days, sometimes longer. All right. Once I was trapped against a wall and covered head to hoe head to head to toe, head to toe in skunk, right. a Palestinian photographer says. Afterwards, my car stank, and my wife made me undress outside the house. One of my cameras was destroyed, and the rest of my kit still smells.
4: Yeah, but right. the undressing outside the house is her kink, right? Oh, right. maybe.
2: yeah. yeah. A spokesman for the Israeli Defense Forces stated that skunk is an effective, non-lethal riot dispersal means that can reduce the risk of casualties. The police, too, describe it as a humane option. Tear gas and rubber bullets are regularly used against angry crowds and sometimes even live ammunition. Yeah,
4: compared to the horrible things we normally do, this is better.
2: The problem is the way skunk is used. Very often, it is a form of collective punishment for a whole area. Israeli security forces have been uh, accused of misusing. Stinking liquid. Right. Last year, police sprayed large quantities of it in East Jerusalem neighborhoods at a time of widespread unrest. The Association for Civil Rights in Israel complained that it was disproportionate, affecting the lives of tens of thousands of Palestinians. Right. It documented cases where homes, shops, and schools were hit with a foul liquid long after rioters had left the area. Right. In the West Bank village of Kafir Kadum, skunk had been used to break up weekly rallies against Israel's closure of a nearby road. The protest organizer claims his home had also been singled out. Several times, they purposely targeted my house, says Murad Ishtaveh. Once the high pressure of the jet broke the window, so the water came inside, all my furniture was ruined. Right. The IDF said it was not aware of such an incident. Problem is the way skunk is used. Very often, it is a form of collective punishment. Mm-hmm. The American firm, Mistral Security, which supplies skunk to the U.S., right. recommends it for use as at border crossings, correctional facilities, demonstrations, and sit-ins.
1: It offers canister. I like how all those things are lumped in with sit-ins. Yeah, Yeah, basically
4: uh, foreigners... Prisoners and anybody who thinks that we should slightly change the way the world is working, yeah, right. Let's That's lump right. all of them together.
1: That's, right. That's right. It, ironically, uh, you know, some of these agencies use it on skunks to discourage oh. skunks from coming near. Right, you know, some of these facilities. Oh, but you'd think that would be like a track to like yeah. Pepe Le Pew. I know, making out know. with the with the truck. They they, 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 they heard <laughs> Shoot, it called the skunk. They read on the box it was called oh, a skunk, skunk and they they read oh well it's for chasing skunks away. This is water for me. Yeah. I'm a skunk. Mm-hmm. I need oh. water. <laughs> It's going to have to use it to hydrate instead of uh,
2: skunkerate. Mistral Security offers canister rounds and grenades, as well as a special soap to counter the effects. Mm-hmm. Several U.S. police departments are reported to have bought it, but some American commentators have warned that the use of a fecal smelling substance in recent U.S. riots would have only intens- intensified anger against the police and deepened racial and social divisions. Right, yeah. If officers are accidentally sprayed with their own skunk, they can neutralize the smell with the special soap. Members of the public do not have this option. And we have a video of Skunk being sprayed on a funeral pr- procession.
1: Oh, funeral oh procession. that's classy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I guess, you know, I mean, if you are, you know, recently deceased, you could start to stink. Anyway, <laughs> sure. What, what what more harm could they do?
4: Because everybody's
1: cars here if getting that doused in like, stuff. If that smells like poop, that is a lot of poop-smelling yeah. material.
4: And that road is not gonna get better.
1: Oh, here they come <laughs> with the body. It's harmless, so we can spray this on whoever we
2: want. Well, why yeah. a funeral
3: procession? Yeah. I don't understand
1: that. I, that, I, that, I don't. Know. I, they were gathering. They were there. There was a gathering <laughs> yeah. of Palestinians.
2: So
3: it was like a really go, upsetting video.
1: Hose them all down.
2: <laughs> it was a
3: Very upsetting video. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Do you have a stink? Related story? A smell-related story?
3: I uh, lost my sense of smell you for, lost a, it. for a month and a half. Oh, okay. Where, like, straight up. Where, where did it go? Like, did it go to Burning Man? <laughs> yeah. And it never came back. It never came back? <laughs> <laughs> just stayed in the playa. Yeah. I, I'm prone to sinus infections. I get them. Okay. Way too often. Yeah. And this one year, I, I had one. It was, like, super painful. And um, I was clogged up for a while. And then yeah. the clog kind of went away. And I was able to breathe from my nose, no problem. Like, mm-hmm. but... I could not smell anything. Right, and it was re- it freaked me out because I was like, oh, "All right, well, it should come back after like you know a couple days or whatever." Yeah, and it just didn't. It didn't come back. Right, right. No sense of smell, and I talked to doctors, and they were like, "I don't know." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, "I." I meanwhile, do, they're
2: just farting as much as they want.
1: I, they I do appreciate when my medical professionals throw up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You, was, got, you got me, kid.
3: It was really upsetting because yeah. I was like, uh, is there anything I can do? Uh, and they're like, no, not really. I was like, okay. So I just lived with it and I thought that it was permanent. Right. It was like that uh, from like Walk Hard, <laughs> like where you lose the sense of smell. That was a big the Dewey I Cox story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, when you lose your sense of smell, you also lose your sense of taste. Yes. Is that true? Like 100%? Well, the only thing I could taste was like uh, salty, bitter. Right. And the kind of sensation of right. sweetness but and that was skunk. Like, no, that's the thing. Right. I had like a superpower one time because uh, oh, is, this is—is is this pate man related? <laughs> pate man. <Yeah. laughs> oh, no. What, what, one of the times when I was at the doctor trying to deal with my lack of smell, yeah. I was there and I, I was sitting in the waiting room and there was like seven people there and they were all—they all looked really extra uncomfortable. Oh, right. And they were all going.
0: P.U. I was like,
3: wait, what's going on? And then someone, like the lady who worked behind the counter at the receptionist. The receptionist. Yeah, she was like, she kept apologizing. He's like, I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm so sorry. I don't know if she did anything. She or was wasn't. farting. But someone who's had had been there used the bathroom right next to the uh, oh, uh the waiting room and it and was and just it, polluted it i don't know if they had barfed a bunch or like Poo- barfed po- maybe pooped a bunch yeah oh barfed
1: mm. in their poop or pooped in their barf
3: and like everyone was too like afraid to go in there and like yeah. i think she had she had like a little spray thing like, oh, like yeah. but she didn't want to go in there because it was right. too like <sharp inhale> everyone's like gagging going past the thing that so p- i was like hey man I'm, like, to the rescue. Yeah, exactly i was like uh, the reason i was there was because <laughs> i'm like i can't smell anything <laughs> so I, I like i I, I like closed the door and like sprayed and I was like in this room and I was even trying to see if I could like smell a horrible <laughs> thing. I'm spraying and I'm flushing extra and, and I came out and everyone's like, Oh, thank you so much I'm like, Hey,
5: no problem. I, oh, my hero. This you. is
1: I'll handle this. Dun, yeah. da, da. Uh, is this is this the most heroic thing you've ever done in your life? Sadly, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I about to say it's the most heroic thing I think I've ever done in my
3: like I've never done anything that heroic. Yeah. This is Although, are you,
4: are you a hero if you're not really risking anything?
3: Yeah, I didn't. Like, I'm completely immune. I was expecting to go in there and just seeing, like, something super disgusting right. that I would have to deal with. But I'm yeah. like, oh, they just want me to deal with this smelly room. That's okay. Right, yeah. Okay. But, so, yeah, month and a half of that. Mm. And, and, in
1: one day, and one morning you just woke up and it was all back.
3: I was uh I was sitting at a diner yeah. with my parents and uh and I was complaining about not having my sense of smell still and then I had like a sip of jasmine tea Ooh. that was there.
1: Uh huh. And I I I'm just, not like, gonna
3: taste this. I suddenly I, I tasted it. I was like, Eureka right? <laughs> And then I was like and then suddenly I just I could smell the whole restaurant. I was like, This is great and then I had like superhuman smell mm. and I lived like a block away from there and I was like, This is the greatest day of my life and I got back yeah. home. And I was, like, 24, so, like, I got back into my house, and it fucking reeks. <laughs> <laughs> like, all my roommates had a dog, and I was just like, oh, wow. Is this what it smelled like even before I lost my sense of smell? And I, like, I was used to it? Uh, but you, know, you
1: like punching yourself in the nose again, like, ah, God, go away, <laughs> yeah, smell. Yeah. If you lost your sense of smell, Torrin, yep. what would you hate or love to be the first thing you taste when it came back? Like, oh. what, would, what would you love it if that was the thing that brought your taste back?
2: Well, I'd probably eat more like. Because either Ben or Jerry, I can't remember which one. Right. Didn't have a sense of taste. Right. And really? that's why Ben and Jerry's has so, has so many chunks of stuff in that's it. That's right. Correct. Because oh. it was all about the texture. That's right. Yep. So I'm trying to think of something that I should eat, but I don't want to eat because it doesn't taste because good. Because <laughs> it doesn't taste good. Right. So maybe I'd just be like, oh, is, uh, now since I can't enjoy. Ice cream. Yeah, right. Except for Ben and Jerry's ice cream because it's got too much texture in it. <laughs> Uh I would just eat salads all the time. Yeah. Right.
4: Eat all those fruits and vegetables that are good for you, but you hate. Yeah. yeah that's what I would do. Yeah. I, I am a totally picky eater when it comes to good for me things, fruits right. and vegetables. And I would just, yeah, okay, fine, I'll eat them.
1: If I were to eat pie, you know how they usually, lots of pies use rhubarb as a filler? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I goddamn hate it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think you've but mentioned there's like that before. strawberry rhubarb pie, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so if I was eating strawberry rhubarb pie, but somebody just told me it was like strawberry pie, and then I was like mid bite, my taste came back, and I'm like, Yo, you got me with
3: rhubarb, you bastards! Yep. I thought the point of the rhubarb was that it added like a little bitterness that kind of brought out the flavors of the. No, dairy. it's just
2: put in there to ruin strawberry pie. Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah. And now to ruin it, add rhubarb. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, so in the that's in the ingredient. The that's joy in the of recipe. cooking to ruin this pie. <laughs> put in rhubarb if you're feeding people that you hate, your relatives, yep. for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, strawberry rhubarb pie.
3: Yeah, precisely. friends,
2: strawberry pie. Enemies, strawberry room up. <laughs> <That's right. laughs>
3: Insert in law joke. <Yeah>. But I would say I, I lost some weight in that that month and a half not having sense right. smell because I was suddenly eating to sustain my life and not for enjoyment <laughs> right. like for the first time ever. Yeah, right.
1: never No, what's the point of having potato
3: chips. Yeah, and right. I put really weird things in stir fries just so, like I was like, well, these are things that will sustain my I'll life. I put in these tacks. <laughs> right. I put a grapefruit in a because it was the only because it was bitter and I was like, oh, right. I can actually kind of taste grapefruit. So I was putting the grapefruit in with like <laughs>
2: nice. We have a bunch of listener mail from our Smell episode. All right. Smepisode. Smepisode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is from Scott D. I
4: worked at a funeral home. Most
2: jobs simply involve
4: the elderly whose time had come, but occasionally you get an interesting case.
1: Oh, okay. That's, uh, you air-quoted that with your voice.
4: One day, my co-worker said he had something really cool to show me and told me to meet him in the prep room in 10 minutes. That's a warning. Yeah. Like I got something cool to show you. Nope.
1: Going no, home early. Well, there's also the old, like, hey, smell this. right? Yeah. Like these things that never end well for you. <laughs> exactly. Right?
4: I walk in to see him and his assistant wearing full, heavy rubber smocks, rubber mm. gloves, and plastic face shields mm. on okay. with a double-bagged cadaver laid out on the table before me. Yowch. I asked them if I need those two and they just waved it off saying nah don't worry about it The smell was already obvious, and he proceeded to open the first bag without difficulty. The second bag, however, was stuck to oh. the cadaver oh. and needed to be peeled off, <laughs> revealing a drowning victim with neither face nor hands and heavily decomposed. Woof, Gross. Oh my God. The smell was robust Ooh. and
3: distinctly oh. <laughs> unpleasant. <laughs> robust. That's, like a, that's, that's a jasmine tea, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, that
1: is an interesting choice of word.
4: But not actually as bad as I would have guessed. Perhaps because it was in the cooler previously, I'm not sure. See,
1: I always use robust to describe robot boobs. Robust. robust. Yeah. Yes.
4: <laughs> Needless to say, they they were both very disappointed when I didn't heave. I've had the pleasure slash opportunity to see hundreds of cadavers, and none of them smell pleasant, even the freshest ones.
1: Fresh fresh cadavers, still not that fresh. <laughs> well, it's all relative. Yeah, I... not that fresh smelling. It's... <laughs> It's no jasmine tea.
4: Well, not what it does is it brings new meaning to new fresh scent. Could be what if it's right. fresh cadaver scent? because right. ah, that's still pretty bad.
3: I heard something that's is a little upset. I'm almost like hesitant to tell to say this, but don't. Um, no, no, <laughs> it's not. It's not that gross. It's it's almost just kind of like really weird to me. No, but, I mean so. don't hesitate. Oh, okay, Let's good. Let's do it. Um, yeah, this
4: is caustic soda. Yeah.
3: I've heard of someone who was a, a cremator. So I heard of this person who was cremating, and they, like, they said that, like, uh, when they were at work and when the body was in the cremator mm-hmm. uh, or in the uh, thing, Crematorium. The cream thing. Yep. The cream thing. The creamer. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, occasionally, like, it, it would, it, they would almost get upset because it would smell a little bit good. Because it's You're flesh. Yeah. Right. 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 Oh, yeah. Mmm, delicious. Long, long, so, long pig. But that means there's particles of another cooking human being going right. into your yes. actual nose. Yes. That, and that, yeah, so it was like, I think they were, like, really upset by it. But it was also <laughs> just like, yeah, well, you, that's just something you got to deal with, is that uh, yeah. sometimes it smells good.
2: A barbecue that, flavor. Mm-hmm. It was the sauce that they were using was the problem. That's
3: right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I glazed yeah. this cadaver <laughs> yeah. first. Yeah. Dude, don't that. marinate. <laughs> just to throw
2: it straight in there. From Lindsay. She says, first, I have bad news for Dr. Nina. Okay. She was our guest on the smell episode. Dr. Nina was our guest. That vomit smell from cheap Parmesan, that's butyric acid, and it's in all Parmesan. It's what gives the cheese its flavor. But I can assure you that the pure chemical is so much worse. Oh, okay. Because I had to make a weak solution of it today and managed to force several lab mates out of the room in doing so. Okay. (laughs) Second, for those... Truly horrifying smells. I direct you to a section of chemist Dr. Derek Lowe's blog called Things I Won't Work With," okay. which includes it's very specific. S- selenophenol. Uh-huh. He. The quote here is: An "Imagine six skunks wrapped in rubber inner tubes, and the whole thing is set ablaze." Okay. Okay. <laughs> as well as two that reportedly caused evacuations of surrounding towns. Carbon what? diselenide. Oh. Okay. Again, the quote. The quote here is: "Imagine a sort of hyperskunk." Scattering its enemies before it and making them rebound off trees and dive into ponds. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh-huh. And thioacetone, quote, an 1890 report from the Whitehall Soap Works in Leeds yeah. refers to the odor as fearful. Fearful, fearful fearful odor hmm. and if you could smell anything through the ambient conditions in a Leeds soap factory night in, in 1890 it must have
1: been as in that it inspires fear in others or that it's afraid of not um, smelling as bad as this smell is so thing.
3: gross that it has emotions yeah yeah that's right
1: <laughs> exactly
4: it's palpable it's full of fear this is from listener M E M so we were in louisiana in the summer, on mm-hmm. Grand Isle, setting for The Awakening, mm. it was about 100 degrees, 100% humidity, and yeah, my dad hot. and uncle and cousin went fishing. It's all hot and sweaty down there yeah, at that yeah. time of
1: the year, that's for sure.
4: I'll believe that. Yep. About 50 fish were cleaned and frozen in three days, and at the end of it, we put the fish guts and stuff in the garbage with grass clippings, cat poop, dog poop, and other food scraps. You know, for fun. Other but- food
3: scraps. Dog poop and other food scraps. <laughs> <laughs> it's like- <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah.
4: we left it out for several days in that heat it was so did they, bad wait did they do this on purpose or it was sounds this by accident? Like sounds like it. they
1: kind of did it on purpose
4: hey, let's do this yeah sure it was so bad we left some money for the garbage man because it was that noxious and we felt horrible my sister threw up when we drove by
2: it <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice nice this next one is from katrina o I'm a marine biologist, so stinky fish is pretty par for the course. But the worst smell I've ever experienced was as a data collector on commercial fishing boats in Alaska. Right, okay. One of these boats had a factory on board, so try to imagine the smell of stinky dead pollock, then the smell of that pollock being gutted, then its meat being ground into paste, its bones ground and dehydrated into bone meal, and the guts being ground into fish meal. Now imagine that smell several times times several thousand tons. Even after I adjusted to it, the stench would sometimes be enough to physically wake me up from my sleep.
1: Got it. However, that is not the stinky part. Oh, that that's a, that is a stink. That is the
2: context. That's the background stinky. smell. Yeah. yeah so you can the...
1: understand how stinky the really stinky part is. Okay. All uh, right. This this, so this is, this is the undertone. One day
2: I was working in the factory below deck when a new stench drifted in that almost made me vomit on the spot. Uh-huh. I peeked above deck and learned that from the crew that the net they were bringing in had gotten tangled in a partially decayed whale carcass from the seabed.
1: Oh, oh wow. It's a uh, terrible off to New Girl, New Stench. At that point, the carcass was several hundred meters
2: away and still underwater... And the smell was still so overpowering that people were starting to throw up. Oh, good! There's really baby. nothing I know I can compare it to. I've heard it's similar to dead human. Maybe some of those with cadaver stories can chime in. Yeah, it's something like rotten fish, burning grease, shit, fresh vomit, and a million farts. Millions like, farts.
3: I like the number yeah. of farts. Yeah.
2: It was yeah. some kind of big baleen whale that had been decomposed to the point of just being a skeleton with chunks of liquefying fat dripping from it. Yeah. yeah. It took them over 30 minutes to detangle it, which during which time half the crew had to stop working from being so ill from the stink. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> wow! Ooh.
3: Now, scientifically, mm-hmm. what is the, making the stink? Is it bacteria? Is it a gas that comes from bacteria that like decomposes stuff? I know sure that's that what is, yeah. I know that's what farts are. Is like when bacteria breaks down right. food and then like gives off a gas and that's a stinky. yeah. No, it's
1: when your butthole burps. Yeah, that's what a fart is.
3: I feel like it's a bacteria thing. Well, like it, it's, says, it's it says, the, right here. the, waste the team of identified oh, when 452 compounds. we and compounds. other animals
1: decompose a wide spectrum of via. Volatile compounds Compounds emitted.
4: 452 compounds and a specific combination of eight compounds. It's complicated. That's the answer. The answer is it's super complicated. There's a lot of things.
2: Three methylbutyl et cetera,
3: et cetera, et cetera. Methylbutyl. That's a good one. Yeah,
2: yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, This is from listener Eve. I was working with the cleanup after Leeds Music Festival in the UK one summer. Yeah. Oh, boy. Mostly taking care of tents, sleeping mats, and other still valuable stuff people left behind, but also collecting beer cans and garbage. We had workwear gloves and a long gripping tool, so it to- wasn't totally disgusting. Mm-hmm. In one quite clean camp, I found a small camera case. It looked filled and stiff, so I assumed someone had lost their camera right. mm-hmm. and such valuables were handed to other personnel. Of
1: course. When I opened it, <laughs> why wouldn't you think that if it's a camera case?
4: Yeah, it's a camera case. Looks like something. Oh, in it.
1: can I? Should I guess what's inside? I sure. A very small human head. I was gonna say somebody like puked in it.
4: When I opened it, the worst smell I've ever felt hit my face. It was a very warm day, Ooh. and so had the whole festival been. The camera case had been lying in the direct sun for hours. It was stuffed with used condoms.
1: Oh, oh, oh good gravy. Now, hold on. A <laughs> I like the fact that she described it as a smell that she felt. Yeah. Like yep. that it had a. Uh, a physical embodiment <laughs> to it. That it was like... It was like a cloud. Yeah, that it, it caressed her nostrils. Okay. Right? <laughs> well, like na- in cartoons when yeah. the, yeah. When yeah. the yeah. waft is yeah. 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 swimming. Yeah, like a, a hand. Yeah, yeah like yeah, it, it grabs you by the collar and pulls you back towards it or whatever. I'm just
4: imagining getting hit in the face by a whole bunch of used condoms right
1: now. Oh, duh.
4: The pungent smell of used latex, pussy, and sphincter, and lots of old semen baked in that small bag for days in the sun. Mm. That smell makes me just ill thinking
2: about it. I uh. threw up.
4: Fortunately, no one noticed in the post-festival mayhem.
2: Oh, sure. Everyone's throwing up. No big deal.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Here's what, here's what she should have done. She should have threw up in the bag, closed it up <laughs> again, and then given it to somebody else. <laughs> Return to sender. Return to sender.
3: So why are they keeping me like, you know, guys, we should put these all together. Condom, condom packed? Condom packed. <laughs> Just like this weird. I think, I think actually, thing. ironically,
1: this person was trying to be extra considerate by not leaving used yeah, condoms lying around all over the place. Over well,
3: the place. technically I'm supposed to recycle these, so I'll take them to the condom depot. Yeah. When I, when, <laughs> oh, is
1: that what condom depot is for? <laughs> that, 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 that company named Condom Depot, they're the recycling unit? So please, everyone, mail your used condoms to Condom Depot for recycling purposes. And, uh, and DNA cloning. Public service, service announcement. announcement! This
2: comes from our friend and previous guest, Alan Newell. Ah, yes. Sadly, in the fire service, we respond frequently to decomposing corpses. Right. In the summer months, this can be stunningly nauseating. Mm. I tend to keep a smell container of Tiger bomb in my gear for such incidents. Right, the old uh, put it under
1: your nose kind of uh,
2: trick. A swift, Smear it. A swift rub to give me a for mustache.
1: And I can carry on. I'll take the heat sensation over the odor... Any day, got it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that, and they've done that in like television and movies. You see them like kind of smear some stuff under it's, their nose. Yeah, it's not Tiger bond that they use. But. Yeah, but it, they, but to the same effect. effect it's Like yeah. a camphor mustache or whatever.
3: Is it because it burns your nose a bit, so you don't want it? So you, it forces you to breathe through your mouth.
1: I think it just masks. It masks any any odor, any any sort of okay. odor that goes into your nose. It has to get through that wall of yeah of a, burny, it's a force
2: field. It's a, it's a smell force field. That's right. That's s'mores. Right. A s'mores field.
1: Yeah. A s'mores field. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, a s'mores field sounds like something completely <laughs> mm, different. Delicious. That sounds like something that you went somewhere you want to be. In the
2: s'mores field? In the s'mores field, right? I you just know? imagine imagine a very small uh, millennium falcon trying oh. to dodge all the s'mores in the s'mores field. Yeah.
1: Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no! if you, like, were, like, dropped into a s'mores field, all that, like... I oh, think all it's the, like, a
2: minefield of, made of s'mores.
1: That's right, that's right, and they stick to your feet. Oh, but if you, like, fall into it, <laughs> right, all the, like, marshmallow is so hot and melty that it burns oh, you. yeah,
2: and you could suffocate.
1: Yeah, that's right. At first you
2: think, oh, my God, I'm going to run through the s'mores field and get as many s'mores on my legs as I can so I can eat them later. Yeah. But it's trap. It's trap. Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> precisely it.
3: you got to make a graham cracker raft to yeah. get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
1: Too. We had a childbirth episode. We did. Pregnancy and childbirth. Yep. A two-parter.
2: And I have a follow-up from Uh November 2015.
1: Salt Lake City. Mm.
2: Michael Morlang. Okay. Accused of calling in a hospital bomb threat. Was indicted and faces up to 10 years if convicted. Okay. The threat led to an evacuation and lockdown at a hospital in the small central Utah city of Richfield. Yep. His wife and her father told investigators the day of the incident that Morlang made the bomb threat because he was angry about not being there for the birth. Oh. What? Uh, oh, Oh. The woman's father also told investigators that Morlang was upset because he heard his wife was going to have a procedure to prevent having more pregnancies. A nurse told police that he was extremely upset that they were going forward uh, with the birth while he was still in Idaho. Right. Morlang acted like he didn't know of a threat when reached by phone that day while on a bus back to Idaho. Right. Morlang was uh in custody in Idaho on an unrelated crime. Okay. All right. Oh. So he does more than just call in bomb yeah. threats. The state charges uh filed in September against Morlang, one count of threat of terrorism are being dismissed now that the federal government is pursuing charges. I
1: see, I yeah. see. So they don't need to charge them, you know, twice at the state and federal level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, she's not giving birth while I'm not there. Clear the hospital. That's, that's right. his strategy. Well, you know, clearing hospitals uh, prevents women from giving birth. That is. That's right. That's, Before hospitals were invented, no they, one ever gave birth ever yeah. because they had to clench. You're going to to like, put the pause button on this. That's right. That's right. Until, you know. <laughs> Can
3: you hold it? <laughs> yeah. And push, like, push.
1: Stop pushing. Stop pushing. That's right. That's right. Oh, we're shutting down the hospital? I can't do it. Like the reason he
4: couldn't make it was because he was in custody, right? He got. He acted like he didn't know a threat was was reached by phone that day. While well, on a bus back to Idaho, he's in custody on an unrelated crime. Isn't that the reason he wasn't be able to there? Maybe. But, yeah. How long
2: were they supposed to wait? Got to wait until my paperwork. Do, don't goes have through. that baby That's...
4: until I'm out of jail. <laughs> what is how? What is he? Is he thinking at all? Sounds like he's not
3: thinking.
1: It sounds like he's not thinking. Oh,
2: Michael, I think he's lying. a poor decision maker. I, yeah. Yeah. I would yeah, agree maybe. with that.
1: Adam, do you have a childbirth
3: story? I have a point. Are you view? bored? Okay. I, well, I was. Okay. Um, Do you remember? Um, well, I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm like a half-orc, so I came out of a pustule <laughs> in the earth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, my point of view of like, childbirth is like how ridiculous it is that how bad we are at giving birth. <laughs> Cause, like, Especially you. Because I was watching this video <laughs> okay. and don't, uh, of a uh, horse giving birth. Yeah. Right. And it was amazing at doing it. It was just right. like- because, like, uh, like, yeah, like ch- the, ho-
1: the horse hit the ground, like, bo- the, the the foal came out, hit the yeah. ground with both feet and just started kind of galloping around.
3: Uh, like, immediately. Yeah. Like, and it's in this weird, like, bag, like a weird, like, embryonic sack. Yeah. Man. But it's, like, this newborn baby horse is enormous. Yeah. It's almost the same size as if its mom. Yeah. And then it gets on its front leg, it gets on its back leg, and starts running around, and then it goes over to some grass, and then it eats it. Yeah. And which then is, it has a baby. <laughs> <immediately>, <laughs> it's a like weird Russian doll situation. <laughs> yeah. But what's crazy is that, like, you're watching this video, and then, like, five minutes ago, this horse that is now running around and walking around and eating grass, to, like, four minutes ago, it was inside of that other horse yeah. Yeah. right over there. Mm-hmm. And, like, for a human being, we got to, like, take classes so we can learn how to breathe good and give birthright. Well,
1: you missed our sharks episode where we talked about sharks eating other sharks inside the mother shark.
3: Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah it's like uh, cannibalistic sharks uh, eating uh, uh, their brethren inside the uh, birth canal they
3: truly are monsters yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) so they start they basically started eating grass before they even got out of the other animal
3: we're so not good at doing it so naturally Mm -hmm. and then like as soon as a person's born it's like a year and a half before they can like stand and then like another year and a half before they can like feed themselves so you're campaigning that we should just not do it no, he's no, bad at I'm him. saying that we should look at horses because like, in the time that a kid has learned how to stand, <laughs> that other horse has learned how to, like, it's like one bunch of races. Yeah. Sure. Like, no, what ribbons. he's
1: suggesting is that humans start giving birth to baby horses. To baby horses. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Possible. yeah, I'm all for Or that.
3: give birth like a seahorse, which is the male does it. Did you Right. Know that? Yes. Uh-huh. That's weird. That's weird. That's where they got the idea
1: for that movie, uh Junior. With Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger, yeah. Someone looked at,
3: yeah. Someone went to the aquarium and went, wait a minute. Hold on. Get Schwartzy on the phone. I call him Schwartzy. (laughs) Schwartzy,
1: Schwartzy. yeah. Schwartz.
3: May the Schwartz be with you. Yeah. Schwartzy and Devitz was Devitz in that? No, he was in Twinsies. Yeah. (laughs) I call it Twinsies.
2: In season two, we had an episode called Doomed Expeditions. Oh, one of my all-time favorites. And it was about doomed
1: expeditions. It was about expeditions that became doomed. And Sometimes I have... before they even expedited. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I have a follow-up. Okay.
2: a From July 2015. Got it. Oh, a brand new exposition. Mm. Expedition. <laughs> yeah. exposition? Doomed yeah. expedition. Yeah, he's about to exposition this expedition. In 1845, an expedition of 129 men, led by explorer Sir John Franklin, left Great Britain for the Canadian Arctic in search of the Northwest Passage. Yep. Their ships, the HMS Erebus and the HMS Terror, we, never returned. We talked at great length about this to during the British episode. shores. Yep, rumors that the crew resorted to cannibalism. Have swirled around the doomed expedition since the 19th century. Yep. A note left with a canister on King William Island in the central Canadian Arctic indicates that their ships got stranded in ice. Now, new evidence right. suggests that Franklin's crew not only consumed the flesh of their deceased companions. uh uh-huh. right. They also cracked bones to eat the marrow inside.
1: Um, of course, well, yeah. When we talk, when you talk about cannibalizing your your compatriots, yes. Like, I don't know if I necessarily ruled out the marrow. I might have right. done that. I, uh, I'm all in. Yeah, at that like, point, yeah. it's go. in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah. Oh. I
2: I just needed, I just nibbled on his yeah, ear. The, if you're gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna eat the bone, the marrow out of his bones. Well, I'm
3: not a monster. I, like if you're gonna
1: cook and eat another man's penis, for instance, I would like almost go for the marrow before that. Yeah. Right. You
2: know?
3: Do you think there's marrow in penis bones? <laughs> no. No, I don't think there's marrow in the penis bones. I'm saying that. I Wait, like, what
2: is it that comes out every time I ejaculate? It's uh, marrow, isn't uh, that's it? That's marrow. Well, it, yeah, it is
3: black say. sludge? Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah I'm, so, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did that. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? I mean, like,
1: I mean put the, the, the dick and balls aside and go to crack bones and right. eat marrow first.
3: My family used to eat the marrow out of chicken bones from KFC, and yeah. I thought it was the grossest thing ever. And then uh, I had some ones and it was great. <laughs>
2: yeah. When it happens out of necessity, cannibalism occurs in phases. Right. First people cut flesh from bones, focusing on big muscle groups. Yep. When things get even more dire, they start to break the bones apart to get at the fat rich marrow inside. Yep. This is called end stage cannibalism. Yeah. Well, really. Okay. And it's usually part of a last dish effort to survive. <laughs>
5: like,
4: yeah. But sometimes you
2: just have a taste for it. Yeah. You're sometimes like ah you're like, you're
4: like Kevin. You're like, I'm not eating that dick.
2: Give me the bones. I might set aside the butthole too. Is that what I, well, what about the what about the tongue? Would you
1: eat the would you, you eat human the tongue? tongue. A meal that tastes you back? Yeah, yeah. Taco Linga. I mean, mm. <laughs> if I'm in a cannibalism situation, I'm not so worried about the tongue anymore. In my, you know, squeamishness with respect to, you know, tasting something that can taste me. Right, right. I would rather taste that than taste something that can poop on me. Right in your mouth. Words of yeah. wisdom no from Kevin Leeson, yeah. ladies
2: yeah. and gentlemen. Oh, and other I, people. I ate this person's butt and then poo, pooed in my mouth. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Though the expedition had plenty of food on board, the men mysteriously abandoned those provisions to hike inland along the back river in search of a Hudson Bay Company trading post. To eat each other at. None <laughs> of them made it. Yeah. Most probably died of starvation, and in 1854, rumors of cannibalism arose from interviews with local Inuit who told tales of piles of human bones cracked in half. Oh, there mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. And now, a new analysis of 35 bones by anthropologists Mays and Beatty suggests that the men did indeed eat one another. The bones they analyzed showed signs of breakage and heating. Thus, the crew members were likely cooked them to extract the marrow.
3: I went on a doomed expedition. (laughs) Really? Uh, I did. But you survived. I did. So it's only
2: mostly doomed.
3: It wasn't that doomed. I did fear death quite a few times. Okay. All Uh, right. All right. I went uh, on a trip through West Africa with my dad and two friends from high school. and like. A bunch of people on a bus. Okay. And it was, um, yeah, it was, like, run by this guy, Rufus, and he was, like, we Rufus. quickly realized this guy was, like, kind of swindling us, but, like, right. he had worked with my dad as, like, a teacher. Um, oh. And, yeah. So, in like, West they knew Africa? each other really well.
1: Right. Wait, did this guy, Rufus, teach in West Africa, or did he teach No, he just, here? like,
3: he, he was from England. He was
1: this right. English
3: dude. Uh, yeah. And uh, and
1: he went to West Africa to start a tour company.
3: He he like put together these like kind of private like hey let's just get some people together we'll all pull some money together and get in a a, 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 bus. a bus and then yeah. drive from England like through the Channel and then or however they do the it channel. on a, the Channel that's the one yeah and then the ferry down to like Tangier from Spain and then like so there lots of driving right right yeah, okay because okay. like we we're all like how many times have you done this trip Rufus and he's like oh plenty of times and he was like oh it sounds like he's done it one time. With a very, like, specific, like, and he only went so far, and then we yeah. realized, like, oh, he hasn't gone this far, and he has no idea what he's doing. Right. And we had to go through, like, uh, a minefield between uh, Western Sahara and Mauritania, <laughs> which was a like, 12-kilometer uh, minefield stretch, and uh-huh. and then we got stuck in the sand, and we had to get out oh. in a minefield oh. and push the oh. v- van. Oh. Uh, right? How many, wait, how many people were on this expedition? <laughs> At that point... Uh, twelve, and <laughs> 12. then and okay. then right and then after, after that, the happened, minefield. Like eight people left. That is the... exactly what happened. Wow,
1: yeah, of course. Like, but not this... eight. Only four of them left. Uh, so, how did you know it was a minefield?
3: Because we had to shore passports at this. Um, it was a, it was a border, right? Yeah, okay. and they're like, all right, uh, just so you know, once you leave uh, that gate, you are not in our hands anymore. And it, this used to be a minefield because um, I guess I think it was the English and the Spanish um, were kind of like fighting over the uh, th- that land right. for, like back in the 70s or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, there was like leftover mine mines there. Yeah. some of which had been blo- there were some cars that were uh oh. burned up oh. and over like, <laughs> like in,
1: exploded. And, uh,
3: yeah. and then there was guys who like deliberately made confusing roads so that you could pay them and they would show you the safe right. way to get oh, through the minefield. Yeah. Right. Wow. <laughs> and we're like, "No, we'll figure it out. Rufus <laughs> knows what he's doing." <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he does not. I have footage of going through that minefield f- that I have never watched. It was on an 8mm because I'm trying to forget that day. There's no other road? No, it was just like dunes. It was just big, sandy dunes. It was just undriveable. <laughs> right. And there would just be dudes like sleeping behind like, you know, a broken down car waiting right. for a car to go through. Like, oh, hey, I'm going to go Tell get, them- get 50 bucks American. off this, this. These people said so I can show them the way or whatever. Right. Yeah. But they were all like, but they all had different routes. I'm <laughs> like, who do I believe? Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, what other misadventures uh, did you experience oh well on once this we journey? finally
3: got into Mauritania then the v- truck broke down and we were stuck there for like six days but at least mm-hmm. we were in like a city we were in yep. um uh pff, mm-hmm. I think Rufus stole a bunch of diesel fuel from somebody and he was like uh, we got to leave town now uh, We're like, okay so we went through this road that was called the road of hope and it, the road of hope I think is because um I think I don't know how many people actually called that because a lot of
2: people named hope died there <laughs>
3: right yeah, yeah. is is that you hope you get through it and it was like this 4 day stretch of um like sandy road with nothing nothing we didn't see anything for for maybe five days, we are like, oh, we don't have very, that much food, Rufus. Like, we don't have enough for four or five days, especially for, like, you know, the nine of us at this point. Yeah. And it was like, uh, oh, no, we'll find somewhere. I know for sure we'll find somewhere. <laughs> we did not find anything. As we're driving, like, by day three, I had I didn't speak for, like, a, a solid 50 hours because I was so uh, angry yeah. and sad and upset. And I was like, I'm going to die. Yeah. It, it was an ill-fated trip because, like, when we finally got into Mali and then to Burkina Faso, we – uh we like, all were like, so screw this trip? Okay, screw this trip. Sc- yeah. No, is actually like left in the middle of the night Oh, and l- left us in Wagadougou, and he went back to uh, Siberia to go uh, see his mistress. What a swell right. guy. Yeah, he was a great guy. Yeah.
1: And nice.
2: then
3: we, we went on our own trip.
2: I have a zombies follow-up. Oh, brilliant. November 2015, Columbus, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. The website for Twin Cities Zombie Hunt offered the public a chance to shoot live zombies. Right. But the young people under the masks say they look more. They took more pummeling than they expected as two dozen customers at a time on trailers pass by them shooting paintballs. Right.
4: Yeah, paintballs really hurt when you get hit by them.
2: Usually the people that work on the end, they get hit the worst. Right. Some of the paintballs... Uh, that we got shot with were frozen. Oh. oh. And I got hit in the head and everything started ringing. Yeah, no. Said 17-year-old Luke Kosky. Yeah. A frozen paintball would not be fun to get hit by.
4: Yeah, and you should be wearing masks if you're getting shot at with yeah.
2: paintballs. The workers said they were provided hockey gear, masks, and helmets, but insisted the gear didn't cover their entire bodies no. and there wasn't enough gear to go around. Danny Kroon, 17, said workers were told when they started, it's first come, first serve on gear. Oh, These zombies worked four days a week during the month of October. They said they were required to report to work at 6 p.m. and often kept outdoors being shot at until well after midnight. Right. The teens took the job because they needed the money. But when the teens showed up, as instructed at the end of the week to pick up their checks... They
1: were sent home empty-handed.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Didn't
2: even
1: get paid to get pelted.
3: Paid like real zombies. Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly.
1: Oh, in human brains?
2: In yeah. human yeah, brains. We, we
3: were expecting brains at the
2: end of our yeah, yeah. work uh, job. Well, now it's time for The Lesser of Two Evils.
1: All right. Okay, let's hear it. darn bring it on. Which is The Lesser of Two Evils, being sprayed with skunk? Oh th- wait! This is this like hyper skunk stuff that the uh, Israeli skunk. Defense Force uses yeah. on funeral processions.
2: Or would you rather be shot with uh, frozen paintballs?
1: All right. When, when we're getting sprayed with skunk, are we doing something? Uh, are we in a funeral procession? What's going on? Is there a circumstance
3: that I should be aware of? You just got punked. That's all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> someone punked you.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, maybe me. maybe
3: you're in your home.
2: Maybe you come out to get your newspaper, oh, like right. you do. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Because it's
5: 1955.
2: That's right. And then, the, then you get sprayed with skunk. And right. maybe it's because gonna, I'm an agitator. Maybe it's going to crack your window and go in and ruin and your furniture. furniture. Okay, all yeah. right, all right. So
1: it's Casa or, del Kevin.
4: you step outside to get your newspaper, and, you know, the bottles of milk that have been dropped off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because this is the previous century. Yeah. And, and somebody just drives by with a paintball gun and...
2: Because you're dressed like a zombie. Because you're dressed like, like a zombie, zombie,
4: and they just plaster you with frozen, frozen paintballs. Balls. And you don't
2: have adequate hockey gear on
4: <laughs> I haven't been actually hit with frozen paintballs, but for a couple of summers, uh, myself and a bunch of my friends, including uh, Torrin's older brother, Merrick, we used to go like pretty much every weekend to yep. play paintball. And we played so much that the people we would play with would just make fun games instead of just capture the flag and stuff, right. including one called Terminator, where we would have... One person would be the terminator and we would try to armor them up as best we could like yeah. <laughs> with with like cardboard on their front and like they had mm. unlimited paintballs but could not run and the only way they could be killed was if the target on their front was completely covered in paint. Right. It had to be, and that was by the, we had a Who, judge. Has,
2: who has unlimited paintballs?
4: Uh, the, per, the person playing the Terminator. The Terminator has So they would, they would just have like bags and bags of paintballs like on them and they could just keep shooting, but they weren't allowed to run. They weren't allowed to really take cover. They had to stand and right. shoot. Okay. And everybody else played normal and it was one Terminator against a bunch of humans who were right. trying to run around and survive and, and they Connor. could run. Uh, I never played the Terminator, but I have seen the bruised body of a person. And this was with non-frozen paintballs. And right. Paintballs have a high muzzle velocity. They're pretty hard on their own. Yeah. Yep. And when you freeze them, you're talking about turning them into, you know, marbles.
1: Yeah. You basically, uh, it becomes uh, like rubber bullet, anti-protester kind of people stoppers. And I didn't even like getting hit by regular paintballs. So When you get hit by a paintball, most of the time it's not that big a deal. hmm But I do remember once I was uh, one of the guys was like up on a hill above me and I was running on a path down below and he was shooting down at me and I was shooting up at him and we were running parallel to each other. He shot one and it hit me right in the armpit because my hand was like raised up shooting at him. And my legs gave out because this paintball hit me in the armpit. Yeah. And I like literally hit the ground like like I ate total shit, right? Like I just completely like face-planted and rolled around the ground screaming, I'm hit, I'm hit. And of course, it turns out that that paintball hadn't burst, so technically I wasn't dead in the game. Oh. I was just dead in real life because okay. I couldn't move my legs anymore. Oh, so
2: you were like uh, playing possum. Yeah. I just, like, yeah please no. don't shoot anymore. I'm already dead. As
1: soon as you yell you're out, then you're, you're, you're out, out in the game. Yeah, okay. But uh, – what had happened is is uh, that people can't come
2: run up, can't run up to you and say
1: you're faking it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's why. That's that, why if somebody says that. I'm hit, yeah. you're hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, what had happened is the paintball in question had dried out. Oh. So it was like a marble, basically oh, okay. like a little mini bullet. So getting hit with uh, those all over my body, that seems like a pretty harsh punishment. That's rough. So man. you're saying. You prefer the skunk.
3: Here is what I am thinking about: if you are stinky yeah. versus in pain. Yeah, if you are covered in bruises. Yeah, if you are yeah. yeah, covered in bruises and you are in pain, if you can get over it, you are like, ah, oh, you are a tough, tough guy. You did right. it. You are doing yeah. it. And but if you are stinky, people are just going to smell you and go, Pff, ah, you stink, and they're going to hate you. Oh, right. Yeah.
1: So like, you are really concerned about what other people think of you. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. We've I mean, gotten this. We're like, really getting yeah, into every, the psyche. Every story along the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every <laughs> no. every every one. Hey, we... he's got
2: enough balls to wear the orange day glow furry
1: coat oh but he didn't oh, want to yeah. be he didn't want to be thugified in that coat though <laughs> right if we peel
3: back the paint on pavement, right <laughs> but you could no you're the nail on the head it's, I, I care very much about how people view <laughs> me yeah and, you, uh, you realize this so is what if most I, people so if they think do. I'm stinky then I'd be like oh my life is over but right. if I'm like oh uh, they think I'm tough because I got over all these bruises yeah Maybe that's the oh. I don't know. Yeah, I got
4: hit by a bunch of frozen paintballs instead of like, yeah, I got covered by a
3: bunch of smelly yeah. stuff. But if I were to drop my ego entirely, uh, yeah, I would be stinky, I think. <laughs> oh, here's the question <laughs> that I
2: think needs to be answered is, yeah. do we at least get eye protection during the paintball? Oh, yeah, have to. Otherwise, yeah. like, yeah. you
1: know... Otherwise, you could be blinded. Okay. Like that. That takes. Yeah. To a if we whole don't get level. eye
4: protection, then I'll take the skunk. Yeah. There's okay. just really no, no It day. has
1: to be eye protection because then, the, the, if one of those things were to hit you in the eye without eye protection, you would be blinded instantly. the The paintball would replace your eye. Right. Ooh, you Paint would have eye. a cool color because all the paintballs are always cool colors. <laughs> you would now have like a blue eyeball or a, right. a red or purple eyeball. Don't it make my brown eyes blue? I'll
4: yeah. oh, get it out. Get it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So what are you, Torn? You haven't, like, Well, I think I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm already pretty stinky. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because of uh, your cat? Because of your, your hygiene? Uh, because of, you know. So many reasons. Uh, that's, only, that's only two of them. Fart- that's only three of them. Okay. All right. Okay.
2: That's my halitosis.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so
2: what really, what more Little skunk water, how much, how much more bad could it be?
1: Uh, it, evidently, well, it smells a lot like feces. Well, that's true. Right. Yeah, it smells a lot like feces, and it, and it hangs around. It's an oily substance that doesn't clean off easily. Yeah. But
2: if I'm peppered with paintballs, then aren't I all also going to be like, oh, I'm I'm going to be sore for oh, whatever, yeah. weeks. You're going to have weeks. bruises for a week. So, so for- I'm not. Maybe I'm going to take the take the next week off anyway.
4: So you're going to take the next week off. <laughs> Are you going to take it off with bruises and pain, or you or stinky? Because stink really I
2: feel bad. like what's going to happen with me, as we discussed in the smell episode, right? After a while you're going to get nasal fatigue yeah. and you're not yeah. even going to smell anymore. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah.
3: Maybe you could just like go somewhere where you're not going to offend everybody else. You go on like a little I'm going
2: to go to the cheese store. i <laughs> to oh. get right in.
1: So you're you're going for the stinkification. I think I'm I
2: think I'm going for stinkification. Right. Okay. Because It's we... going to wear off eventually.
1: It will uh, they, they, let's say they, let's yeah. say they will both wear you will stop being bruised Yes. at the exact same time yes. you will stop stinking. I think
2: the stinky. All right. Cuz then at least yeah, I'm going to forget about it after a while. Right. For a very yeah. short while. Yeah. Other people around me will not
1: <laughs> yeah no, you get, you're, you're implicitly selfish so. but I'm
2: gonna be you know surfing the internet or doing whatever I'm uh, playing my video games I don't need anyone else around me for a week
3: yeah what, what, and the what? trauma of g- getting over that amount of pain we'll probably linger whereas like probably, the yeah. trauma being stinky for <laughs> a couple the days it's trauma I live with all this. Well, especially, <laughs> yeah. especially
1: if you say it like that it's <laughs> yeah. like stinky yeah, <laughs> yeah right. so I think we've got two votes for the stink I, right yeah it's probably
3: gonna be stinky I yeah. think
4: I gotta go stink but because I don't wanna ruin paintball for me like I would if anytime I would go play paintball again and I would like to in the future I don't play as much as I used to but I would like to yeah. I would be back and just be worried constantly I'd be flinchy there's no way I could ever play yeah. whereas with the, the skunk like big deal like I gotta worry about you know, Israeli Defense Force thinking I'm marching a dead body somewhere, yeah, right? And they don't like that. Yeah, so I, I think I'm, I'm
1: going for stink. I'm falling hard on the side of paintball, mm. and yeah? for two reasons, okay? Right, first and foremost, chicks dig welts. Uh, I have not no, but that is the the now, now the three reasons. I like polka dots and <laughs> yeah. I like wearing them, <laughs> yeah, precisely. No, the, hey, uh, the cover up my herpes sores, they're both, they're both <laughs> skunk related, they're both skunk related. First and foremost, uh, it's happening on my doorstep. It may break a window and ruin all my furniture. And I got some new furniture that I really like uh, right yeah, now. Okay. Right. And secondly. I mean, this thing—you, this thing—is a water cannon. Like this thing is like getting hit with a fire hose. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm pretty sure if I get blasted with this thing head on, I'm going to end up with some of it in my mouth or my nose or both. Yeah. Right. And I might end up in a pavement situation with like you know uh, it just uh, like completely taints my my. Oh, you taste don't have butts. the sense
3: of smell. Ever.
2: Yeah,
1: that will that will that would never happen with paintball. It's not right. going to ruin. I'll never
3: have smell I, with this nose again. That's right. That's right.
1: I could <laughs> still enjoy a, a good steak. Whereas, you know, you right, never know okay. with the uh, firehouse. I'll be
2: eating all the blue cheese I ever wanted to. It'll be fine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the it's actual
1: the actual scent
4: works in your body. Your brain is just like, no, no, I'm not going to yeah, take that anymore. I'm yeah, no, not it. risking it.
2: <laughs> Adam. Mm-hmm. Where are you on the internet and what have you got going on right now that our
1: listeners should know about?
3: Uh, you can go to adampateman.com. That's mm-hmm. right. I, I got this is the straight up URL. And yes. what about
1: pateman Paitman.com? Pate-man?
2: Do you get
3: a lot
1: of people
2: asking for different kinds of pate on your website? I'm confused. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait until
3: they... Yeah, send some, um, some pate requests mm-hmm, and I'll yep. send you a pate of your choosing. <laughs> I will mail you a fat... Yeah. <laughs> uh in a pace. goose fat, <laughs> yeah. And goose uh liver. And uh yeah, I mean you can go there and you can check out when I got upcoming shows. I don't know if I have very many upcoming shows before the new year, but uh yeah, after that I'll be uh doing quite a few more. And then yeah, you can always check me out on Twitter uh, at adam pateman See, no one else has the name Adam Payment. There. Uh, there you go. There
2: you go. What is this about your uh End of the Universe comedy show?
3: Uh I, yeah, I do a one man show for the Fringe uh called Alone in the Universe and it's about finding the meaning of the universe and if I don't figure out the meaning of the universe within 20 minutes of the show then the universe ends oh my um, god
2: follow up to our end of the universe episode right no kidding. Yeah, keep stay your tuned. eyes out for yeah.
1: Adam brings you the end of the universe
3: yeah alone in the universe mm-hmm. uh, yeah and there's also the alone, alone in the universe dot space is the website for that show yeah. well thank you for being our guest Bert thank you for having me this is a, it was a wonderful trip to Burnaby and that doesn't get said enough <laughs> true
2: it's such a weird weird feelings, to know you're alive, it's such an awful feeling, you're dying inside, and when you wake up, startled to say, I hope I don't go crazy today, it's such a bad feeling, an ominous feeling, a
5: feeling
2: you know that we'll be back when the week is new, and we'll have more gross facts for you. And you have things you want to hear about. We will too.
0: Caustic Soda was recorded by Mike Leeson while listening to Joe, Toren, and Kevin. The worst fate of all. To comment on episodes and for links and show notes, visit caustic soda podcast.com. Support the podcast by donating on our site or visit patreon.com slash caustic soda. Visit us on Facebook, tweet us on Twitter at Caustic Podcast, email us at info at CausticSodapodcast.com. I'm Louise. Thanks for listening.
3: Those are all voice actors from Vancouver, too, so that's kind of interesting. Oh, and the G.I. Joker, too? I feel like... Weren't they, like, local guys? Mmm. That's a good question. I I want to say... I don't know. The original (laughs) .I. I know the Care Bears lived here. The Care Bears lived
1: here? Yeah. Do they walk around in, like, Care Bear costumes when they weren't doing the voices? I would love if that were true. Well,
3: yeah, contractually they're obligated yeah, to. So now, are you thinking it's of It's just like those when Ronald big,
1: McDonald can't show up anywhere
2: not in costume. Are you right? thinking of those big uh, bears that are all around town?
3: Oh, that were painted
1: that
2: by painted local, artists? Local, artists? <laughs> local artists? Oh, so those, those, things. those Those are not the Care Bears. <laughs> right. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah they are, just they just are a, Care Bears that have, uh, once their contracts stopped, then they had to solidify wherever they were, yeah. dressed right. however they were. be Batman yeah. or what have you. They're the settle for second best
5: bears. (laughs) Yeah.
3: yeah